Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norman. Happy New Year. Norm, why won't you return my phone calls? I leave messages just like this one on your telephone answering machine all the time, but you never call me back. What gives? Norm, I want to tell your female listeners about a game I play on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve, I watch the ball drop in Times Square with my friend Toby. Toby has a 10-inch long dick. Usually, I am lying atop my kitchen table naked and my legs are spread apart. When Anderson Cooper calls out 10 seconds, Toby's steel beam-like dick is at the entrance of my huge snatch. When Cooper calls out 9 seconds, an inch of Toby's dick is then pushed into my vagina. When Andy Cohen calls out 8 seconds, 2 inches of Toby's big meat is sunk in my cunt. Are you getting the idea, Norman? When the Times Square ball is just 7 seconds away from the new year, 3 inches of Toby's enormous 10-inch long pod is shoved inside my hungry pussy. At 6 seconds until the new year, 4 inches of Toby's pink sex hammer is slid into my fuckhole. At 5 seconds, 5 inches of Toby's pussy paralyzer is plunged into my cum container. At 4 seconds when called out by either Anderson or Andy, 6 inches of Toby's man meat is crammed into my pleasure pit. At 3 seconds before the ball brings in the new year, 7 inches of Toby's lush fuck stick is violently jammed into my dripping hump hole. At 2 seconds before the ball drops, Toby will jam 8 inches of his schlong into my gash. At 1 second, Toby will pound 9 inches of all-American boy beef into my hairy throbbing meat processor. At 10 seconds when the ball finally hits rock bottom in Times Square, Toby will bulldoze all 10 inches of his enormous cum cannoli into my pole processor. Instead of one ball dropping in Times Square, two lickable balls glistening in my vaginal juices will drop on my kitchen table. Norm, did I tell you? One time during the holidays, I was sitting on the floor in my parents' living room and we were opening Christmas presents. While I was sitting on the floor near the Christmas tree, a big dick suddenly came up through the floor and it went into my vagina while we sang Christmas carols. Someone had cut a round hole in the living room floor and they waited for me to sit over the hole, and when I did they crammed their monster-sized dick into my tight pussy. The police never found the person. They think he crawled through one of our basement windows. I have a recording of what it sounded like when the man's hips hit the underside of the living room floor as he banged out my juicy young pussy. I'll play it now. That's the end of the audio clip. Norm, I'm preparing myself for the new year, so I'll have to hang up pretty soon. I enjoyed talking to you. All my friends call me Cum Panty. You can call me Cum Panty too. I love your show. Happy New Year! <laughs> Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, absolutely free, Norm Augustinus. Hang on, will ya? So I'm on a canoe <coughs> over by my, where I'm placing my ice fishing shanty. And the reason I'm on a canoe where I'm going to place my ice fishing shanty on the lake is because the lake is just barely starting to surface ice. That's all. It's been really unseasonably warm, but there's been some cold nights and I have some ice on the lake and I'm placing my six foot by six foot structure 
made completely of transparent plexiglass under the water. Except I'm not flooding it. I'm not flooding it with water. The top of the structure I built is just above the water. It's made of plexiglass. It's a half inch thick. And it's, try to consider it's like a lower level to my ice fishing shanty. I want the ice to freeze around my lower level, my transparent lower level. I want it to freeze around it so that when I actually bring in the structure, my ice fishing shanty, that I have a lower level. I'm in the shanty, I pull open the floor panel, and I can go down to the lower level, which is made completely of transparent plexiglass, or plexiglass a half inch thick. There's pillows in there, there's a mirror ball in there, there's going to be all kinds of shit in there, and it's going to be for fucking and fucking only. When chicks come into there, my shanty, they hear about my lower level, they want to go in there. They want to see the fish, they want to look through the water, they see the plants, it's midwinter, they're cozy and warm, and they're in there, and we're, I'm in there, and we're both in there, and we're sucking and fucking like there's no tomorrow. I mean, nobody has anything like that. This does not exist anywhere on the planet. I created it entirely, and it's, it's an amazing thing, and chicks will love it when they see this. Anybody within a fucking 15-mile radius, 20-mile radius, any bitches, and they hear about a lower level in an ice fishing shanty, they can go out there and fuck under, like they're underwater, like they're in a glass-bottom boat, except they're totally submerged in the water, and they're smoking some shit, they're smoking a bowl, they're doing some LSD, they're doing some fucking heroin, they got a cock in their ass, they got a cock between their tits, there's cum dripping out their ears, out their nose holes, it'll just keep on coming like that all fucking winter because of my mind, my imagination, the way I can create shit. So I'm trying to place my lower level plexiglass structure, the room, the basement, really, and I get a phone call. I get a phone call there, and I record a lot of calls because of how important I am. I do a lot of recordings, and I want to protect myself in these recordings. So as I'm trying to place my lower level, my lower basement, into the water of the lake so that the ice will freeze around it and then I can put my structure on top of it, I get a phone call from Angie. Now, let me tell you who Angie is. Her name is Angela. She's about four foot nine. She's got blonde hair. She's Finnish. She lived in the UP. That's where her family came to, the Upper Peninsula, which is really rural. You don't ever want to go there. I don't care what you think it is. It's nothing you think it is. Even if you see a McDonald's there by chance on the side of, of Highway 2, it's not going to be like a real McDonald's. It's going to be something bizarre. The guy's going to sell fishing lures and lines and, and all kinds of sinkers and bait and minnows. And that's going to be right next to the fucking counter where you're placing your order for a cheeseburger. If you go in a shitter, it's not going to be like any McDonald's shitter you've ever seen. It's going to be a very old toilet with a water basin hanging above your head and you pull a chain. That's how fucked up it is, how backwards, how slow it is up there in the Upper Peninsula. It's very, very strange. It's like a near world like you know except it's not quite right in every way. Went into a McDonald's one fucking time up there, and it was filled with 100,000 to 200,000 flies. They're on the fucking windows so heavy you couldn't even see through the windows, and not one fucking local that lived there even saw one fly. They were everywhere. They were on my table. They were on the windows. They were on tops of my shine shoes. It was horrible. Nobody saw the fucking flies, because they don't see shit like that up there. All they want is peace and quiet, and they want for creditors not to be able to find them, and nobody can find them. 
their cables a million years behind. You just don't want to go up there at all unless you're driving through. Say you're going to go to the, the fucking Mall of America and you're cutting through up the UP and you're going to go over to Minnesota to the Mall of That's different. Say you're going to go to Hurley, Wisconsin, which is the topless dancing capital of the world. If you're going to go there, you got to cut through and you want to go there. I've been there many fucking times. So as I'm sitting there trying to make this fit this structure, the basement level of my ice fishing shanty, this incredible experience that I'm going to experience this year, the ice fishing season of 2024, my fucking phone rings. And here's, give you a sample. Here it is. I'm going to play it straight through. And then we might play it again and I'm going to break it down and stop it here and there. Then we're going to move on to other things. I'm going to play it now. I hope you can understand it. Hi, this is Norman. Happy New Year. What is this? Hi, Norm. It's Angela. Hey, Angie, baby. What's you up to? I'm at the walk-in clinic. Uh-oh. What happened? I can't apply pressure to the gas pedal. What's this? Uh, you can't apply pressure to the gas pedal? What are you talking about, Angie? You go to, that sounds like someplace you go to a mechanic. I can't. I can't apply pressure with my. The doctor says I have three hundred and fifteen hairline fractures in my torso. Three hundred and fifteen. Fifty or fifteen. Three hundred and fifteen. Three hundred and fifteen fractures in your torso. Cracks. Yeah. What's that have to do with applying pressure, Ange, to the gas pedal? I can't apply pressure because of the hairline fractures. So, what was this, what's that have to do with me, Angie, baby? I got them from you. I mean, from me. From screwing. Angela, lower your voice. There might be people around. You got a payphone? You to make a scene? You want to make a scene? Lower your voice. I don't want people tiring of me talking about screwing, Angie. What do you mean from screwing? That's what I got them from. Screwing who? You. So your torso's all cracked up because of me? Yeah, I can't even drive. Let me tell you something, Andrew. There's no money. If that's what you're looking for, there is no money. There's not going to be any money. There's no money. If that's what you're, if you're trying to do here in this call. I'm not trying to do anything. I just thought I'd let you know. What, is there a baby? No. It's a baby, isn't it? That's why you're at the walk-in clinic. So cracks, fractures, a baby. That's what you're telling me, isn't it? You want money. There's no baby. I came to the walk-in clinic because I couldn't drive my car. So there's no money. Let me tell you again, explicitly, Ange, there's no, there's no, I'm not paying for no baby. You come here, you take your licks. You got 315 cracks in your torso. I told you straight out. When I fuck, I go crazy. And I told you that was what you were facing if you were going to fuck me. Didn't I say that? Yeah, you did, but I didn't believe it. Me, you didn't believe it. I got 315 fractures. I'm, I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for any of this. This is a, this is a fucking happy new year time, Ange. Why, you, why would you do this now? It is a happy new year. I won't walk right until February or March. But you know what you want? you got to take your looks like a fucking soldier, Ange. I told you that. You get back in your car. Don't fucking give that doctor anything to do with my address or my name or nothing. You understand me? You get back in your pile of shit, and you drive back to wherever it is you fucking came from, and don't call me up again looking for any goddamn money if I fucking torso cracks from me fucking you. I'm not looking for money. I thought you'd be interested. Hey, man, fuck off, Ange. I, I gotta, I'm gonna smoke a bowl. Goodbye. Okay, now, th- Hi, that, that was a fucking recording. 
that of her telephone call to me. And that was really disarming. That was really alarming. Because I could feel it. I thought that what she was really doing was some kind of fucking shakedown. Now, yeah, she was over at my house for a couple of days. And yeah, we did a lot of fucking. But to tell me that she's got 350 or 315, I don't really know. Fractures in her fucking torso from fucking? That's really disturbing. And it's scary. Sounds like a mental case. It sounds like somebody fucking nuts. That can't be. She's not describing your correspondent. Because I'm not like that. I'm romantic. I'm sensitive. I'm caring. I'm touching. Yeah, sure, I've thrown chicks through windows and shit, but who hasn't? 350 or 315 fucking hairline cracks in her torso from fucking. Is that even possible? As you know, in this recording, I've told you many, many times, I've said that I go all out. When I fuck, I really fuck. I'm not like you. I'm not detached like you. I'm not robotic like you. I'm not fucking working in some stage play and being gentle and shit and touching her and going for her bangs or touching the side of her fucking hair by her ears like you might do. Stroking her head, playing with her fucking hair. I'm not like anything like that. Fucking is a process. Fucking is a process. It's not an evolved emotion coming to an equals. It's a process, just like fucking a stamping plant, stamping a part out with a roll of sheet metal on a, on a punch press. It's a process. It's something that happens, and there's a way you do it. It's really upsetting to me. I hate to even start this recording like this, especially since it's the new year, because I wanted to come on to this with the New Year's stuff, and I'm going to go on to that. I'm going to move on to the, something like that, something if I could even fit it in here. But you see how it can happen? You invite her over, you're fucking for three days, you're smoking fistfuls of fucking dope, you're doing all kinds of LSD, you're doing heroin, you're smoking and drinking, all kinds of shit. I remember fucking her on the staircase that goes down to the basement, and we slid down, not not going up, but we slid down the basement with nothing, not on a toboggan or anything. We were so greased up with perspiration and cum and vaginal juices, the both of us slid right down the stairs to the basement where all the dirty laundry was. She was wet from fucking jism. And I was wet from jism. Vaginal juices sliding down the staircase. You think you go thump, 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 thump. We didn't do any of that. We just slid gracefully down. I did all kinds of shit like that. Ask any woman and they'll tell you what a blessing it was to meet up with me compared to fucking somebody like you. They don't care about your goddamn addition to your house with your garage, your walkthrough from your house to your garage, your snowboard. They don't care about your fucking electric pickup truck or your truck with a fucking back door that pulls out and it becomes fucking 50 knives in one. They don't care about any of that shit. Whatever the back tailgate does, like 25 things now, 25, 50 things. You can pull out TV sets and radios and fucking planting tools in your fucking topsoil socket. It's all in the back door now of a fucking, of a Ford pickup truck or anything else, whatever the pickup trucks are. But I was very upset and very disturbed by the phone call and it made me pause. You ever give yourself pause? I was actually in pause mode. After the phone call, and thank God I recorded it because I had to play it back again and again and again to see where the innuendo was, to see what she was trying to do to me, to your correspondent. On fucking practically New Year's Eve, the new year, going into the new year, it's already trouble. Remember always that a woman is trouble. 
They're incapable of doing mathematics. They're incapable of doing most things. They don't want to expose that. You never see a woman on TV solving math problems or in a podcast solving math problems because it's impossible. They're good at fucking deception. They're good at trying to fool you. That's what they're good at. And I didn't want this. You have to take apart things a woman says, and this is a good learning experience for you. Another way for you to learn from Norm Augustinus. I've got years and years of experience. It's endless the amount of experience that I have. Dry erase boards, dry chalkboards, fucking algorithms, wet marker boards, everything you can imagine. I've got all kinds of stuff collated on women, and this is a great learning experience for you and for myself. I thought I was just fucking. I thought I was just fucking for three days. I thought, man, I got the blotter acid. I got a fucking phone book full of blotter acid. It's that thick. One dot after another of blotter acid. Just stick it on your tongue. I've got all that shit. I got a box of fucking hand grenades. I got a box of fucking Claymore mines. I got a container full to the top of handguns. All kinds of guns. I've got all kinds of things. Now, you mix into that mixed pussy, and you have got it all. That was a missing ingredient. You've got it all. I thought for three days we'd be making love. We'd be 69ing. Uh, the dick would be between her tits. The cum would be dripping off her hair, off her eyelids, out of her ass, out of her snatch. I thought we would do all this. She would be submissive. I'd be the dominating, dominating man. I'd be in fucking control. And I would decide when this thing was over. Because it's time to move on now. The experience is gone. What does they say? The, the thrill is gone? It's all gone. Well, let's play this thing back. And I'm going to take apart the areas that I think that, that just, I'm going to stop the recorder and take it apart and analyze that section for you, what I think is really going on. There we go. Let's try that now. Hope you're having a good time, fuckhead. Here we go. Stormin, happy new year. Okay, let's go back here. Hi, this is Stormin. You see, I said, I answered the phone very upbeat. Happy New Year. Like I was carefree, non-caring, floating through life. No worries. New Year's coming. I answered it that way, receptive, positively, optimistically. Watch this. Hi, Norm. It's Angela. Hey, Angie, baby. What's up to? I'm at the walk-in clinic. See, when she said walk-in clinic, what do you think that meant? Automatically, my adrenaline went up. All kinds of blood pressure went up. My adrenal glands start fucking pumping. And automatically I'm concerned because she said walk-in clinic and she knows this. A woman is a master fucking manipulator, a master con man. Always understand that. And when she said at the clinic, what's that mean for you? Now, if I was fucking for three days and I let go fistfuls of cum as a man, you'd get right away anxious. Why you at the walk-in clinic? It just so happens I was blowing fucking fistfuls of cum and we're cunt pumping it in and pumping it in and pumping it in. Fistfuls of fucking cum and we're cunt into her bunghole, her brown eye, into her mouth, into her ears, into her eye sockets, into her fucking hair. And when she was running from me screaming, I was blowing cum onto her back and her spinal column and onto her fucking ass cakes as she was running screaming for help. So you right away get concerned, don't you? Let's continue. What's this? Uh, you can't apply pressure to the gas pedal. What are you talking about, Ange? You go to, that sounds like someplace you go to a mechanic. I 
future with my... The doctor says I have 315 hairline fractures in my torso. Okay, let's stop it there. She has 315. She says the doctor says... Now, the doctor adds authority to it. It adds believability. It adds credibility. The doctor says she has 315 cracks in her torso or 350. I don't really know exactly what she said, that she has cracks in her torso. Well, man, I just spent three days with her heavenly bliss blowing gobs of fucking cum all over the place. I had to take a fucking mop like they used to use in the Navy on the deck, the poop deck. I had to use a mop like that to clean the cum up from everywhere. And now she's trying to show you that she needs a doctor. She's at a doctor. 315 cracks in her torso. Yeah, for a second I thought, well, maybe she's had a car accident. So I gave her a little bit more. She might have had a car accident. She said something about a gas pedal. And so I want to give her a little bit more. So let's play on. Let's drudge on here. 315 Fifty or fifteen? Three hundred and fifteen. Three hundred and fifteen fractures in your torso. Cracks. Yeah. What's that have to do with applying pressure, Ange, to the gas pedal? It, I can't apply pressure because of the hairline fractures. Okay, let's stop it there. She can't apply pressure to the gas pedal. She's saying give the gas car gas with her foot. Because of these hairline fractures or these fractures in her, in her fucking torso. And she's saying that. Now that automatically implicates me. What was I doing for three days? For three days, all I was doing was manhandling her torso. There's thousands upon thousands of fucking holes in her torso. Let's say, let's just go to the upper thigh to her waist area. Yeah, you think there's just an asshole there, just a cunt there, a hole for urine in her shithole. Well, there's much more than that. There's a fucking 100,000 more, 200,000 pore holes, P-O-R-E. Just thousands and thousands of fucking holes. I was manhandling the whole area, prospecting these holes for some kind of fucking gold, which I found in the way of an orgasm. Let's pl let's play on. So what was this? What's that have to do with me, Angie, baby? I got him from you. You see how my voice started to crack there? How I said, Angie, baby. I I I think that a piece of frailty came out of me. A, a part of we a little bit of weakness, some frailty, some fear, and I look like I broke down for a second. You can hear it in my voice. Because I now know that it has something to do with me, or else why would she be calling me from wherever she's fucking calling me? And I thought that if I changed my voice, that somehow she'd become a human being. Somehow I could reverse this this monstrosity, this machine that's been someone's put into drive and it's racing towards me. I thought that somehow I could stop this fucking event by changing my voice, by becoming submissive. I don't think it works, so let's play on here. I mean, for me. There it is, see? From screwing. She's at the doctor from screwing. And it was with me. Now that would panic any man. She's at the doctor from screwing. She's got all kinds of damage. She can't drive her car. Now what does that mean to you? What it means to me is this. I threw her out the fucking house after three days, said have a good happy new year. I'll talk to you next year sometime. And she didn't like any of that. She wanted to stay longer. She wanted to be connected to your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. She wanted this thing to go on and on and on, our fucking lovemaking, and eventually evolve into something more. And she's mad because none of it did. Now she's coming at me. Now she's attacking me like women can do.
She got a doctor's authorization, a doctor's note. She's got doctor's fucking his log book and whatever else he uses. She's got this. It's all official now how she fucking ended up like this. And it appeared to be intercourse. And who's that mean? That means me, fuck stick. Let's, let's fucking volley on, man. Hands lower your voice. There might be people around. You got a payphone? You to make a scene? You want to make a scene? Lower your voice. I don't want people tiring of me talking about screwing, Ange. What do you mean from screwing? Okay, now I tried to control it there, see? I said lower your voice. You had a payphone? Don't let this... Ha- I tried to bring it down a little bit. Show her, show her that, that, that somehow I was still in control. Bring it down a little bit. Put it in perspective. Put some control on it. Try to push, try to push her back a little bit. Though I felt highly uh, trampled on. Let's continue. That's what I got them from. Screwing who? There it is. Screwing me. There it was. Now, she could have initially said that straight away. She didn't do that straight away. She could have initially said that. She didn't. She built it. She built it up from the beginning. She built it and built it and built it. And then eventually it came to an equals. And the equal was she got it from me. I did all this. Hips cracked all the fuck up. Smash fucking pelvic bones. Can't drive the car. The car was a danger. She couldn't hit the gas pedal. The doctor's there. And then she laid it all on me to try to get control of your correspondent. Typical female behavior. Note that. Put that down in your fucking notes if you take notes with with regards to my recordings like so many people do. Take some notes. Put it down on your fucking dry erase board. If you got a chalkboard in your bedroom right now, drop your dick and go put it over there in the notes. It's classic what she's done. She's built practically a court case against me that fucking fast and she hasn't even seen an attorney that quick. Let's continue on. Let's volley on. So your torso's all cracked up because of me. Yeah, I can't even drive. Let me tell you something. She can't even drive. Her torso's all cracked up because of me. She can't drive. I disabled her. You see? This isn't random shit from her. This is shit that evolves in a woman over thousands of years of manipulations and cons and lies and treachery and trickery. It's thousands of years of skill that's fucking going on. This is the only thing that transfers in a female. And it's the skill to deceive and be deceptive and to win somehow with absolutely no fucking brains. They transfer, they pass this on. She's doing it to me right now. Here we go. Let's drudge on. There's no money. If that's what you're looking for, there is no money. There's not going to be any money. There's no money. If that's what you're you're trying to do here in this call. See, I told her straight away there was not going to be some money payoff. That's what I felt it was. There isn't going to be any money payoff. I just came straight out and said it and tried to close this down right now. Let's go on. I'm not trying to do anything. I just thought I'd let you know. What, is there a baby? No. There's a baby, isn't there? That's going to be the next thing, see? The next thing she's going to say is there's a fucking baby. There's a baby. She's got a destroyed torso with 315 fucking cracks in it. It's destroyed. She can't drive a car. She has no livelihood. She has no way to make earn earn a living. And now she wants me to support the baby in her fractured torso and her broken fucking whatever it is. She can't get any money, can't earn it because she can't drive. And there's a baby and she wants me to support all the fucking shit. And she's just laid out all the facts. And there's a doctor there to attest to it. Let's continue on here, stupid. 
That's why you're walking clinics. So cracks, fractures of baby is what you're telling me, isn't it? You want money. There's no baby. I came to the walking clinic because I couldn't drive my car. So there's no money. Let me tell you again, explicitly, Ange, there's no, there's no, I'm not paying for no baby. You come here, you take your licks, you got 315 cracks in your torso, I told you straight out. When I fuck, I go crazy. And I told you that was what you were facing if you were going to fuck me. Didn't I say that? Yeah, you did, but I didn't believe it. Now, see, she didn't believe it. Now what is she? She's a fucking courtroom fucking dream. She's a prosecutor's dream. I didn't believe it. I thought you'd make love to me like regular people. I didn't think you'd go completely insane when you fuck. I didn't believe it. I went into this unknowingly what could happen. Now she's pulled responsibility completely from her and placed it all on me. Let's move on here. Crack on, fuckwad. I didn't believe it. I got 315 fractures. I'm, I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for any of this. It's a, it's a fucking Happy New Year time, Ange. Why, why would you do this now? It is a Happy New Year. I won't walk right until February or March. But you know what you want? you got to take your... She won't walk right till February and March. It is a Happy New Year. What she's really saying there, let me decipher that. She's saying that January, February, or March, she expects a payoff. It's a Happy New Year for her. And if it doesn't work with that way, she'll say she has a baby on board, thanks to me, and a broken torso. It's an unfucking winnable case for your correspondent. Look what I got myself into. A highly skilled motherfucker who came to my house in a, like a fucking, uh, as a wolf in a sheep's clothing. Is that what they say? It's painful. It's horrible how badly I tripped and fell into this trap. It's insane how stupidly I didn't use my mind. For two seconds, I let my guard down, and this thing, this booby thing came into my life and completely turned it upside down. All right, let's crack on, dickwad. Looks like a fucking soldier, Ange. I told you that. You get back in your car. Don't fucking give that doctor anything to do with my address or my name or nothing. You understand me? You get back in your... Why'd I say that? Because they'll use any fucking number, any address, any home address, any name to attach the bills to. And by attaching the bills to me, it makes me look like somehow I could be the father of the baby she says she doesn't have on board. And I get an avalanche of fucking bills. What turned into an unbelievable orgasm fest absolutely turned into a nightmare of litigation and payment and bills. And you can't let this happen to you. And I'm exposing myself here so you can see what not to fucking do. Here we go on. Let's crack on. Pile of shit. And you drive back to wherever it is you fucking came from and don't call me up again looking for any goddamn money if I fucking torso cracks from me fucking you. I'm not looking for money. I thought you'd be interested. Hey, man. Fuck off, Ange. I, I gotta, I'm gonna smoke a bowl. Goodbye. See, she says she's not looking for money. But how couldn't you give her money? She sounds like a total victim. By me trying to detach and saying I'm going to smoke a bowl, what I tried to do there was detach the umbilical cord that's connected from her to me, and I could be free-floating in space again and not be worried about what went on in this fucking phone call, this three-day event with fucking Angela. So I just hung up on her. There it is right there. That's the end of it. Why am I doing this? Why would I expose myself like this to you, this kind of private thing to you, during the coming of the new year, during the holidays, the happiest time of the fucking year? Why would I do that? 
because I don't want you to get brainwashed by some chick that you meet at some fucking New Year's Eve party, at some Christmas party, at some holiday party. I don't want you to get screwed up. I don't want you to get pulled into some bitch like that unsuspectingly because you think someone could like you. Let me explain something to you, fuckstick. Nobody could like you. Not ever. Your mom and dad probably could barely stand you. They didn't want to tell you the truth. Nobody does. No parent does. I, that ain't going to happen for you. You're not going to find some bitch who's going to love you suddenly at 30, 35, or 40. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Two days, you transfer over fucking anything you got to her. It completes stranger three months ago. It makes no goddamn sense. You have to be on your guard. You have to have your guard highly up. That's why men were getting picked on all over the place here a while back. Chicks saying they were masturbating in front of them, but not fucking them. They figured they were free. The dick never went in a hole. The cum never went in a hole. They were free, but they could still fucking do something to them, see? I was traumatized by the dick. You weren't traumatized by the dick. Chicks have been seeing a dick since they were 14 fucking years old. They're not traumatized by a dick. They're drawn in. They're fucking magnetized by the dick. That's all they look for 24-7 is dick. You know that. They're looking for dick all the time. How could they be traumatized by a dick? But they're not traumatized when the dick is in their hole doing 300 revolutions per fucking second for 20 minutes? That's not traumatizing? 12 inches of dick going in and out of the hole? <laughs> but I'm traumatized by seeing his dick. By seeing a masturbate. No! That's why I'm showing you this illustrating this in this audio recording. That's why I'm trying to do this now to help you to prevent you from making a vital mistake during the holiday. The chick is there. You look especially good to her because it's the holidays, because it's the new year. She wants to ring out the holiday with somebody. She wants a $500 fucking party, and you're paying for it. She wants you to buy bottle after bottle of champagne, and you're paying for it, fuck stick. Just party on, pal. Just party on. That's all that she wants you to do right there. Well, tomorrow, after the New Year's Day, you're back to your fucking brick ranch and your fucking F-250 and your perfectly balanced books and the money you save and the money you put here or there, and suddenly she's in the scene with you. Man, don't do it. Use your head. Use your head. Now, we're going to move on. Use your head. This is a little bit of warning. Let me play this one more recording now. You've heard me break it down. I'm going to play it one last time so you can learn. You've heard me play it. I've broke it down. I've showed you what's going on because I'm extremely, extremely experienced. Remember when I told you, I'm not, this is no shit. Other people might say it. I was in a service for fucking, I was two years, 18 months in active service, military duty on a fucking Huey H1 Bell helicopter. I was a door gunner. One bitch after another wanted to fuck us. We just dropped a rope over the side of it. We tied a dildo to it. They all ran for the dildo. All these fucking women there, the VC chicks running through the fucking jungle. They're chasing the dildo and they're climbing up the fucking rope to us and we just fucked one after another. And they went right out the other side of the fucking helicopter door. We just slid it open. One after another. Human torpedoes. When I say I have experience, it's not a joke. I bloody well have experience. I don't have the experience of some fucking young person or some some dope for fucking fortnight of experience. I've got years and years of fucking bloody experience. 
Let me play it one more time for you. You've heard it broke down. You heard the first time. Then we're going to move on to something that happened to me on the ice. If I can fit this in, I'm sure I can. Let's play this one more time now that you understand fully what's going on. Here we go. Hi, this is Norman. Happy New Year. Who is this? Hi, Norm. It's Angela. Hey, Angie, baby. What's you up to? I'm at the walk-in clinic. Uh-oh. What happened? I can't apply pressure to the gas pedal. What's this? Uh, you can't apply pressure to the gas pedal? What are you talking about, Angie? You go to, that sounds like someplace you go to a mechanic. I can't I can't apply pressure with my the doctor says I have three hundred and fifteen hairline fractures in my torso. Three hundred and fifteen fifty or fifteen? Three hundred and fifteen. Three hundred and fifteen fractures in your torso. Cracks. Yeah. What's that have to do with applying pressure, Ange, to the gas pedal? I can't apply pressure because of the hairline fractures. So, what was this, what's that have to do with me, Angie, baby? I got them from you. I mean, from me. From screwing. Angela, lower your voice. There might be people around. You got a payphone? You to make a scene? You want to make a scene? Lower your voice. I don't want people tiring of me talking about screwing, Angie. What do you mean from screwing? That's what I got them from. Screwing who? You. So your torso's all cracked up because of me? Yeah, I can't even drive. Let me tell you something, Angela. There's no money. If that's what you're looking for, there is no money. There's not going to be any money. I, there's no money. If that's what you're, if you're trying to do here in this call. I'm not trying to do anything. I just thought I'd let you know. What, is there a baby? No. It's a baby, isn't it? That's why you're at the walk-in clinic. So cracks, fractures, a baby is what you're telling me, isn't it? You want money. There's no baby. I came to the walk-in clinic because I couldn't drive my car. So there's no money. Let me tell you again, explicitly, Ange, there's no, there's no, I'm not paying for no baby. You come here, you take your licks. You got 315 cracks in your torso. I told you straight out. When I fuck, I go crazy. And I told you that was what you were facing if you were going to fuck me. Didn't I say that? Yeah, you did, but I didn't believe it. Me, you didn't believe it. Now you got 315 fractures. I'm, I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for any of this. It's a, a fucking Happy New Year time, Ange. Why, why would you do this now? It is a Happy New Year. I won't walk right until February or March. But you know what? you got to take your looks like a fucking soldier, Ange. I told you that. You get back in your car. Don't fucking give that doctor anything to do with my address or my name or nothing. You understand me? You get back in your pile of shit, and you drive back to wherever it is you fucking came from, and don't call me up again looking for any goddamn money if I fucking torso cracks from me fucking you. I'm not looking for money. I thought you'd be interested. Hey, man, fuck off, Ange. I, I gotta, I'm gonna smoke a bowl. Goodbye. Okay. Now that, that is going to conclude this section, this first half of this recording. That's going to conclude it. And I'm actually, I feel slightly deflated because I think also she was trying to do, she was trying to feel me out in that recording to see if there was anything further, any emotions that I have towards her deeper. I expect I should have said something like this. Are you okay? Is the gas pedal broken? Are you going to be all right? Can they set your torso in plaster of Paris so the cracks will heal? I should have said stuff like that, I believe, to cover myself. 
I may have gotten too defensive too quickly and tried to dissuade her from whatever legal action she's thinking of doing. I should have put maybe possibly a little bit more emotion into it. But you have to cut off quick. You have to hit the shutoff switch straight away. Or it can devolve into something bad, like some kind of like a fatal fucking attraction, shit like that. You have to cut it off right away, but I could have been sweeter on some of those topics. Will the cracks heal, Angie? Can you get a plaster of Paris torso, plaster of Paris cast around just your torso and they'll heal? Do you need some special thing for your for your gas pedal on your car so that you can get to work with your plaster of Paris torso on? Can you get to work then? Will that help? I could do something with that. I might have and should have possibly done something like that. I don't really know. That's where you come in. That's where your emotions come in. Your experience comes in. The sensitivity level that you are capable of experiencing and using and applying, that's where you come in. Use it. Use it wisely. But understand what was going on there. In truth, it was a shakedown. It was a holiday shakedown for your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. I was being shook down with the idea that somehow there was a baby there. She was in an accident. She's carrying my baby. She could have been killed in a car. She's got torso cracks. The baby was in danger. And I was supposed to, I guess, you know, get in my fucking car and race to the clinic wherever the fuck it was. As soon as you appear, they scan your wallet. Did you know that? The minute you walk into a walk-in clinic, unless you have an RFID or whatever it is, that chip that's in your card, if you have that in your card, if you don't have an RFD wallet, they can scan your fucking wallet the minute you walk into a clinic or a hospital. Somebody's going to pay. And it's going to be you. So I want to move on now. Let me let me adjust myself on the seat. I started to slump down in the seat a little bit because I was running out of gas emotionally and mentally. I felt a weakness come over me like if you had black drapes in your bedroom, blackout drapes, and you were pulling the blackout drapes closed over the window. That's what your correspondent was just feeling just now, was feeling that. I was letting myself be attacked by this person, but I have to look at the good in it. The amount of fucking cum that I blew out my fucking bag was incredible. The orgasms that I've had, now I have a fucking a high-speed camera in the bedroom. And the high-speed camera is just above where my head would be. Say I'm on top of her and she's on her back, my woman. Whatever woman it is, maybe your sister. She's on her fucking back and her legs are up and they're pulled back to her ears. And her eyes are rolled back like a shark eating a trigger fish. She's on her back. And as I'm coming, it takes like, uh, I don't know, 200 shots of my face as it changes. My face is changing as I'm coming. I'm having an orgasm. I'm experiencing carnal pleasure. I'm coming. And it's taking one fucking snapshot after another of my face. Those are supposed to be the motors and shit, but it's really, it's actually a digital camera. And it's taking shots of my fucking face. Now, once a year, I don't know if you know this, once a year, I take these photos, they're developed. I always leave them in black and white of my face as I'm coming. And I attach them to a string on a helium balloon and I let them go. I let last year probably go 200 balloons, I'll bet, throughout the year of me having an orgasm. I just attach it to the string. The string's attached to the balloon, and I let it go, and out out it goes. People find these. They see this face, this look in my face. Now, nowhere on it does it say I'm fucking. Nowhere does it say I'm fucking. Nowhere does it say it's the possibility of, of whatever it is, people making love. It doesn't say that anywhere. But because people are such animals... 
such pigs, such the, the heart of darkness is really what they're all about. Because they're that, they can recognize this picture straight away, fuckstick. And what do they say? Oh my God, I just found a picture of a man coming. How do they know that? How? They just do. I just found a picture of a man coming. She could be 14, 19, 20, 38. I just found a photograph of a man coming. They know this. It's built into them. This is what they know. Things like this are built into a woman. They didn't understand math. The only math the woman genuinely understands is up to 12 inches. And that's the length of a dick, 12 or 14 inches. They can look at any dick and instantly know the length of it because they have to fit it into their fucking, their little pocket and their fucking little joey pocket like a kangaroo. I send these pictures up. And I feel that it's artwork. I'm sending it up. I'm bringing a nice change in a person's day. They're in the backyard. They can barely pay their bills. They're putting clothes on a clothesline, cum panties. And this thing lands in the backyard. It's a photo, and she knows it right away. She looks over at her fucking two punks in there. One's in a fucking little stroller. The other punk's digging around in the dog shit. And she looks at them, and she sees my face, and I brought her pleasure that day. She says this to herself. I've never had a man come like that. I wish I could have. Now I'm imprisoned in prison. Now I never see that again. Oh, yes, you can, honey. I live in upper northern Michigan on a 100 acres. You can come up and I'll make that happen with you in person, but you can't be a fat whore. I don't want a fat whore. You can't be a minority. Minorities attract minorities. I don't want nothing like that. I want an Irish woman. I want a size 5 Irish woman with big bulbs, big fucking globes hanging off her chest. I want her orange eyes, her orange hair, her skin that looks like it's been dusted with fucking baking flour. And I want freckles. And I want long fucking nails. But I don't want long toes. I don't like long toes. Long toes are fucking freaky. They like can grip you or something when you're fucking. They can grab a hold of you. They can get a clutch on your fucking thighs and legs when you're fucking. I've had it happen. Anyways, that's something to learn there, something to understand there. There's something to dis to take apart, to de de apartize, to destructurize, take it apart, disassemble it, understand it for yourself. What can happen in a moment? Not well. This was three days, and then in the end, you'll help yourself. You'll be satisfied and fulfilled. You won't be in bed every fucking night saying this to yourself: "I'm such a loser. I'm not doing well. I want to do much better." I thought I was going to do much better. I thought I had a fucking lot more money. I didn't know I'd be imprisoned in this fucking thing that they call America to sell some bitch a goddamn new shirt, a bra, or some iPhone. And then eventually you can marry what the fucking commercials have made. You're not marrying a woman. You're marrying a fucking TV commercial, an ad in a fucking woman's magazine. That's what you're marrying. Why would you think it would fucking work? So I want to talk about something. Let's go back now. Let's go back. The anger has left me. The anger's gone. The idea of what happened, I've dissolved it. I've learned from it. I'm moving on from it. There's a lot more fucking torsos, a lot more pussies in my path. Probably literally hundreds, if not thousands, are going to make a trek to my house. Somehow, some way. Maybe even you. Maybe your fucking sister. If you were there right now, if you two had to sleep together, you and your sister in a bed because your family's on a budget, I would come through the window and bang her out, lay her on her side and fuck her while you're in bed with her. Made him fuck you? I don't know. It's not impossible. So, let's go back to the ice fishing shanty. I'm on the water when I get the phone call. 
And that's what led to me playing all this shit with you and all this diatribe, my fucking hysterama, whatever you can call it. But now we're going to go past that and we're going to stay on the ice fishing shanty. As I'm on the boat, the canoe that I have, this is a wood canoe, I've restored it as good as I could. It's all wood, it's beautiful. In the old days, Indians used to make canoes out of uh, white birch bark, or I guess that's a paper birch. They used to make them out of that. It's amazing. Didn't leak or anything. It's truly amazing. I'm in this canoe, and I'm trying to seat my basement, my lower level floor, which is all clear acrylic, and I've built it myself into the water. It has to float above the water. It can't go below the water. It has to be situated in such a way that even if there's waves or it gets windy on the water, that the waves don't go into my structure, fill it, and then sink it to the bottom of the fucking lake. I can't use it then, can I? Won't be able to get it out. Be way a ton. A gallon of water weighs eight fucking pounds, man. I wouldn't get it up. So as I'm there setting floats around it, because I know it's going to get cold, even though we've got a warm thing going on right now in Michigan, it's going to get cold. As I'm messing around with it, as I'm situating the floats, trying to keep it above the water, I have seen some ice near the shoreline and other places that is forming on and off because of the temperatures drop at night. A pontoon boat with a structure above it, I guess you'd call it a houseboat, it looked like, uh, I guess that would be the best way to call it, a houseboat. But it's more like a pontoon boat that's had a houseboat. Uh, someone's worked on it and built a like a little mini house above the pontoon boat. Now, what is a pontoon boat? A pontoon boat is a flat structure, just this flat thing. Imagine five sheets of giant plywood and it's all connected. It's just this flat structure. And then under the structure are these hollow tubes that look like like missiles or torpedoes from a submarine. They're hollow tubes that are sealed that make this structure, this flat structure, float. That's a pontoon boat. They call those pontoons under the flat top of the, of the structure. Well, on top of the structure is a fucking little mini house-like. It's, it's really kind of nice. And a pontoon boat pulls up to me, alongside me, where I'm working. And out comes a woman. It's the nicest thing. I mean, you can't beat that. There's water, and I'm on water, and she's on water. Now, what happens when a woman's on top of water or hears water? I've talked about this in fucking class one about 25 years ago so that you could learn from whatever it is I say. What happens? Well, what happens is when they see water, when they hear water, they have to take a leak. And because they have to take a leak, they have to hold it now. They, she can't pee right now. She has to hold it. And there's a small vibration right there where the pee hole is, just near her clitoris. And it starts to vibrate her, is it a urethra? That urethra starts to vibrate. And it vibrates because she's holding the urine back. A woman can hold back two, three gallons. It, it's vibrating the urethra. The urethra is vibrating the clitoris, and that's where her sex is, the sex package. That's all of her. You take a clit away from a woman, what could, she can't have an orgasm. She can't do anything. Half the fight's out of her. There's nothing left. This fucking zombie that occasionally has a period. But, I mean, what good are they? They're not much. So it vibrates that clitoris, and she gets turned on. So already I know she's turned on. She pulled alongside me working on my my ice fishing shanty gadget, my lower level basement that's going to be there. It's going to be all ice. We're going to be able to all walk out here. She pulls alongside of it, and I know that the bottom of the pontoon boat vibrates too. So those vibrations travel up her fucking legs. And what do they do? They're captured over by the clit. 
The clitoris is this big vibration seeker. And these vibrations are traveling up her goddamn feet, up her legs, up her thighs, and they're being trapped by this spider we call a clit that's in her fucking snatch. It's a spider, and the legs are the fucking web, and it's captured all these vibrations, and I know what. Well, she's turned on, stupid. She's turned on, fuckstick. There's the water, there's the vibrations. I know that in advance. Now, you would probably do other things. You'd say this. I want a nice girl. Yeah, I'd like to fuck her, but I'm not going to fuck her. Uh, she seems like a nice person. Maybe I can ask her out and we can go get something to eat or something tomorrow. I don't do any of that bullshit. I already know she's turned on. We're right past that. We were past that the minute she got on the boat, even when she didn't see me because she was turned on. That's why she's out on the boat. She's looking for what? She's looking for D-I-C-K. She's looking for dick, matey. She's looking for dick. Ahoy there. Wake up, fuck's dick. So, when she pulls up, she comes out of a little door thing there. The boat shuts off. And she says, what are you working on? Is that a fish trap? I said, no, it's, it's not a fish trap. She thought I was trying to trap fish or something. You can't trap fish up here. You can't trap them. You can't hook them. It's illegal in the state of Michigan. You have to have a fucking fishing license. The license has to go in your fucking wallet. Then your name has to go in the ice fishing shanty. Your name and address, your your little decal has to go in the ice fishing fucking shanty. Also, you can't do anything. It's highly controlled because it's such a billion-dollar-a-year business in Michigan. They need to control it. They need to restock fish. They need to watch it. They need to look out for poaching. There's all kinds of reasons, fuckwad. When she comes out, I know she's turned on. I don't have to do much. I mean, I'm bent over. I'm working. Chicks like working women. She sees me out there. She sees my beautiful canoe. She now thinks I'm inventive. I'm creative. Women like that. And she asked me a couple of questions what I'm doing. And I've told her, like I told you, that it's the basement to my ice fishing shanty I'm going to put the shanty on top of it when the ice freezes. You'll be able to open a panel on the floor of my ice fishing shanty, grab a beer, maybe shoot up, maybe snort up, grab a beer, go down to this lower, completely clear room, and that's super romantic. That's everything to a bitch. Romance, romance, that fine fucking romance. They're looking for romance. If you show an inkling of romance, even though you're not, in any way, you're just giving her, you're putting it on. You got pussy. You could get truckloads of pussy if you understood that. Just pretend to be romantic. Pretend to do something romantic. Even as little as buying some bitch a flower. Now you got her. She'll suck and fuck all night. Well, the flower's gone. The head broke off. The windows broke out. There's dope and coke and puke all over. It don't matter anymore, but it mattered then. Because you know the secret now. What is the secret? Romance. Things like that. Romance. And the techniques. The physiological things with regards to a female. And then you can score truckloads of pussy because now you know the secret. Once you know the secret, you're in. Once you know the secret, you can be the master of your own destiny. Your own fucking fate. Because you know the secret. What's the secret? It's always the same. Motherfucker. So she comes out of the boat while I'm working on it. We start small talk. And then she says, how would you like to come on board here for a minute? And she says, I got some uh, holiday stuff, some punch and some other stuff. So she was either out there with a dude or she was looking for a dude or she's somehow more developed than a lot of women. And she's out there drinking and having a good time on her own 
uh, with herself. So I jump up on the pontoon boat, and which gives me a better purview, a better view of what I'm doing there with my lower structure. I've got floats on every corner. I've got it laid out with this warning thing and a big floating orange flag so nobody runs over it and I don't go to jail. And it looks good. There are some waves. There's a slight chop on top of the water, but it's not going into my acrylic, my plexiglass structure half inch thick. It's not splashing into it, which is great. Even if it does splash a little, that's still okay. But it's not splashing in and the possibility of it not sinking, of it sinking is low. Unless we have a fucking tornado or some shit like that. That would probably sink it. But it's fantastic. It's just uh, going to be a magnificent lower-level basement. Lower-level floor of my ice fishing shanty. Chicks don't come to ice fishing. They don't come onto the ice. They only come on there because they know there's dick out there. It's a big, frozen, flat top of dick. You know, the, the, the combination of ice-cold floor, just ice-cold, that's the frozen ice, and a warm dick up there above it is appealing to a woman. She says, well, it's ice cold here, but his dick is there. It's ice warm dick. I want all that. I want to be a part of that. I want, I want it fucking all, man. That's what they think. When we start talking, she gives me this drink she made. I don't know what it was. Honestly, it had alcohol in it, but it wasn't something that I would drink. She had some eggnog, a refrigerator inside the boat. And the eggnog was good. I took the eggnog. I had always carry around my little flask for bourbon. I poured some bourbon into it. And I started having a good time right away. That's how fucking easy it is. There is no work involved when you're a master like I am. There is no fucking work involved if you're a journeyman like I am at pussy. Haunches and fucking torsos. I'm a journeyman at that shit. I'm trying to pass this along before I fucking die. Before I end up on the street or some shit like that. I'm trying to pass this on for you. So you can come. I want you to come again and again and again. Truckloads of fucking orgasms, you and your dork. I think a dork is a whale dick, if I'm not mistaken. When I say dork, I mean not your dorky friend. A dork is a whale dick. This isn't a fruity show. This show is not for fucking fruits. Go elsewhere. Fruits aren't here. Fruits don't come here. Fruits go to other shows where all they do is laugh and chuckle for an hour or 30 minutes. I don't know what they're laughing about, but that's where they go. <laughs> for fucking 30, 40 minutes. That's what fruits do. We don't do that here because it's a man show. So I'm drinking the eggnog. I'm drinking the fucking the bourbon that I poured into the eggnog. I'm looking out our windows. Sometimes water hits her windows on the houseboat. It's really laid out nice. It's got curtains on it. It's a, see, it's a woman's influence inside the boat. I don't know if she's got a husband or anything. I looked. I didn't see a ring on it. It's really laid out and it's automatic for fucking. And I didn't even hesitate. I didn't just say, let's fuck, but I start touching her right away. And that's the secret. Once a woman starts touching you, once you start touching a woman, I don't mean like a weirdo. Hey, come here. Not like that. Hey, get over here. Hey, what are you running from? Hey, get over here with your arm out extended and your fucking, your hand looks like a hook. That's not what I'm talking about. It's that you just gently touch her shoulder or her arm or you touch her hand. You say, thank you. Man, it's New Year's Eve, fucker. Practically anyways. It's practically New Year's Eve. She's ready made. She wants to party. She wants a dick. 
360 fucking some days. She wants it all built up into a column that looks like a dick, and she wants to ride that column through to the new year. Boom, 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 boom. She wants that. It's automatic. It's not hard. So we went inside the, the ice, the boat, and I still kept looking out the windows of her houseboat like thing. It wasn't a full houseboat. I still kept looking out the windows, looking at my structure, fantasizing, visualizing, seeing, grasping. It was like a film was playing in my head of me inside that fucking plexiglass lower level. And we're looking at the fish. We're looking at the fucking weeds. We're looking at the minnows. We're looking at, a, at an upboard engine that fell out of somebody's boat three or five years ago. We're looking at old fishing pools. We're looking at old lines and some fishing lures. We're down there and we're experiencing everything that life has to offer, which is an undulating torso and a big hard dick going into a hole. That's all there is. Motherfucker, that's all there is. That's all there's ever going to be. We sat down there. There was a deck of cards there and shit. We played with the cards a second. I looked at it. She showed me the other rooms it was on. The toilet, the little shitter. In the toilet, it's the funniest thing. It had a handle on it with this little vinyl thing. And the vinyl thing over the the round rod that used to pump the toilet. It was all the fuck wore out from someone doing a lot of shitting or somebody flushing the toilet a lot, flushing condoms or something like that. That's what I thought straight away. But we did end up in bed. We ended up on top of her fucking bed. Listen to this part. She had a little stuffed animal. And she said she's had it since she was 14 years old. And I looked at it. It was really beat to fuck. And the top was torn out like. She put the stuffed animal behind her headboard that was in this houseboat. And when we started fucking, I don't need to get to all the details. I'm not going to show you the extensive details of my dick out and stuff like that. This is a man show. When we started fucking, as the headboard hit this little stuffed animal that she's had since she was 14 years old, it would blow out stuffing out the stuffed animal. Like exhaust from a diesel truck or a, or a semi truck or a big trucker and the black exhaust is coming out. It was blowing out exhaust that was really the filling inside this fucking animal. And she told me that that did something to her when the shit and the filling would pump out of this thing, out of this stuffed animal. It would blow out the top of its head when the headboard would hit it, which she used to fucking nullify the sound of the fucking, the headboard hitting the wall. But it would blow this stuffing out shooting out like popcorn out of a popcorn maker if you're at the movie theater or something like that. Just shooting out. And it was a turn-on. I looked the face of the stuffed animal. I'm on top of her. She's in the fucking supine position. Her legs are spread. Her fucking kneecaps are hitting her ears. And I'm banging her out with my 15 inches. Now I have to go slow. To get my 15 inches in a woman's pussy, I have to wait for the cunt to unfurl fully. It takes about 25 minutes. The cunt will unfurl and grow and grow and grow. It'll just unfurl. I have to wait for the fucking cunt to unfurl so I can get my 15.5 inches of dick in there, and I have to do it slow over a period of time of about 27 minutes. Just jamming a little bit at a time, more jamming, waiting for the unfurling, more jamming, waiting for the unfurling, and eventually I can get my cunt in deep where my dickhead is actually hitting her cervix. They're face to face. As I started fucking, man, you should have seen this thing. This little stuffed animal just kept blowing stuffing out as the headboard hit the wall, just blowing the stuffing out, the filling that was in the stuffed animal, out the top of its head. 
It was sort of cool. I asked her when we were fucking, I said, what happens when it all comes out? She said, I just refill it. But she said, initially when I fucked with it, I was a young fucker. And she said, the top did tear open and the shit came out. And she said, it kind of turned me on. And she said, so I can only fuck like that with my stuffed animal, freshly filled up with stuffing. And the stuff is being blown out by the impact of the headboard hitting the stuffed animal. It's kind of a turn on. I have to say that right now. I liked it myself. I'll be right back. I liked it very much. Happy New Year, Foxtick. You've been listening to the one and only... My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We meet at the big clock. In cyberspace, it's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall. Brown bricks. Tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange-colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. 
You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace, where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus. And instantly, and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Olive, I wish we could be together on New Year's Eve. If we were together, I would make sure my big dick was nestled deep inside your tight pussy just milliseconds before midnight. Why do I want that? Because I'd blow my enormous cum load into your undulating, dripping fuckhole at just the right timed moment. Some of my huge flowing cum stream would be from 2023, and some of my huge flowing cum stream would originate from 2024. You'd have the past and the future inside your fuck hole. Of course, I'd have to time the dick action just right and make sure I don't come too early or too late. Olive, I want to be your past and your future. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the New Year's Eve laser light bowling night extravaganza on Van Dyke Road. When your big-titted little sister saw me, she gestured for me to follow her. Before I knew what was happening, we were behind the alleys out of sight and standing near a pin-setting machine that was malfunctioning. The pin-setting machine would only raise a single bowling pin up and down. Your big-titted little sister rolled off her black, skin-tight leggings and stood over the bowling pin, making sure it went into her cunt, and she fucked the pin-setting machine as it moved the bowling pin up and down. While your big-titted little sister fucked the malfunctioning pin-setting machine, your big-titted little sister beat me off during the 10-second countdown of the ball dropping in Times Square. Olive, it was one of the best New Year's celebrations I have ever been a part of. Attention, New Year's Eve bowlers! This is Baloney Pony, the bowling alley manager. Currently, we are selling used bowling balls with dried vaginal juices, cum, and shit inside the finger holes for only $2.99 a ball. Additionally, we are selling used imitation leather bowling gloves with cum, vaginal juices, and shit inside the finger holes for only 99 cents. Also, we have on special used bowling shoes of all sizes. As you know, people use socks to wipe down a wet vagina and mop up cum. Unfortunately, when they rent our bowling shoes, the cum comes off the socks they're wearing and it permeates the bowling shoes. Please know that some of our bowling shoes smell like pussy. Folks, we have anal expanders up on the main counter in the plastic cookie jar. They're only a buck fifty each. Thank you for spending your New Year's Eve at Baloney Ponies Bowling Alley. That is all. Fuck! Oh. 
Fuck! Ah! 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 Fuck! Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture. Jip! <laughs>